I'm Nancy Showalter, and you're listening to Spirituality for the Politically Incorrect podcast. Welcome, all radical paradigm shifters and creative change makers. You who dare to create a better life and a better world, tap into the power that resides within you and use that power for constructive change. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I have a very special guest with us today, Kira Polson. She is an intuitive, an energetic healer, and a creator. And on top of that, she is the mother of five amazing children. That alone could keep you (laughs) very, very full-time busy. But she's doing a lot of things, and we're so happy to have you here, Kira. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. This is such a joy. And today, we're going to talk about Kara's favorite topic. That's my favorite topic, too. And that is awakening to the divine. And this is such an important thing right now with everything that's going on and to really navigate what's going on and just life in general. Yeah. Well, yeah, Kara, tell us, t- yeah, tell us a little bit, about, well, a little bit about your story, how you got into this. Oh, well, my story is interesting. I was raised with two healers. So that was my world. Um, ever since I was little, my, both my parents did healing work. And so it was always a vein of my life, but it wasn't a huge one until a few years ago. Um, I, I, became, I became trained in muscle testing and energy healing. But then three years ago, I had all these old trauma memories show up for me of being abused as a child. And it was such a painful experience to have those memories come up. And yet it was the catalyst to all the change in my life. It was a rebirth that awakened me to my own inner divinity and power and the purpose that I have. And that led to a whole new world of working with the divine and creating from a spiritual standpoint. That's great. And isn't it true that many times it's those traumatic events or pivotal events in our life where it does cause us to wake up, make a shift, and start our journey? Yes, yes. It it was not something I ever wanted. And yet, I am deeply grateful. I am not the same person I was before that event. That is awesome. And that's another thing that's my favorite topic is how to heal those painful memories. And recognizing when we talk about the divine, that's what's so cool. That part of us is what actually heals the other part of us. (laughs) So it's great. So tell us, how do you connect to the divine and how do you work with people? So for me, it really starts with my mornings. I have something I call my sacred space, and it's where I go before the day begins, and I really commit to communing with God. Like that space is for me and for God and, and the divine, the angels, all of my spiritual team to meet and really begin work. And that's, that right there has taken my physical work 
to so many new levels. And it's not because I physically did it. Like I have five kids who are ages five to 15. Like they're not like grown. And the amount of work that I get done in my life, the amount of people that I can serve, it's only rooted in my spiritual health. And so that to me is the lesson I love to help people with is like, Hey, it's so much easier. If you uh, work absolutely. In the flow, yeah. get yeah. into the divine flow. That's really mm -hmm. great. Well, that's good. So how, when you work with people, cause I know you do, you have a awaken program and mm -hmm. an awaken mastermind and different things that you do. So yeah. how do you work with people to awaken them and get them connected? Well, the Awaken program is a digital course that I teach people how to actually do a 10-minute daily healing on their chakras. So it's an awakening of the healer within them. And what I found is when they start there, it's a great jumping off point because as soon as you start to get into your chakras and you learn how to heal them, you awaken the voice inside of you that connects with the divine. And so it's the best place to begin because not only are you getting better results in your life because you're healing broken pieces, but you're waking that voice up. And so that's like a first step. But if there are people, I work a lot in spiritual entrepreneurship. I love entrepreneurship. I think that as leaders, that is a part of what we do. And so I help women who feel the call to be a leader, create their business and their soul work with the divine. So we really dive deep into everything that they put out, every book they write, every content that is written for a post or an email or whatever is only driven by the divine. And that creates magic. And I've seen women like put together digital courses in eight weeks and have people sign up and programs running and books written in a month, like so much faster. Right. Because it's all driven by the divine. Yes. I guess I find with that attunement, that oneness, that, that I call it a prayer without ceasing. It's mm -hmm. like, it's like a, I like to think of it like a, a computer. You know, you have all these programs running in the background. So even what you're doing consciously on the computer, that's still there. And yeah. that's how our connection to our divine is, I believe, or should be. And, mm -hmm. and so it really does give us that constant flow of creativity and just manifesting what we're meant to. Yeah. It's yeah. Really I, I just believe so deeply right now, like as the world is in massive chaos and fear that leaders are being called to be awakened, that if you had this call, like this call in your soul to share a message, to write a book, to become a leader it's now, like now you must wake up, you must stand in that power and you must share light because the more of us who can gather in light, they will, it will cleanse all of this out. It will cleanse the fear, the terror, the panic, and it will start to help others awaken. Absolutely. And we know that there's been so many uh, experiments and, and, different things with people praying, people meditating, groups, powerful groups. They've had, uh, I think Lynn McTaggart, you, I don't know if you've read mm -hmm. her work. She's done definitely the intention experiment and um, has a lot of uh, amazing results that yeah. there's no question that the world needs light right now. 
and light shining light it just dispels darkness because it brings light and it mm -hmm. just brings everything and and brings truth forward and love and all the things that we need right now it's yes. a pretty amazing time so tell me Kara, did you have any particular um experience with connecting to the divine that you'd like to share with us hmm well one of them was the beginning of my journey it was right after i had done quite a few months of rapid eye therapy to work through my trauma and I felt this nudge that I needed to write a book. And I, I never planned on writing a book. I never went to college. I was like, who am I to write a book? Right. And so, but I, I put the prayer up I said, okay, God, if you want me to write a book, then you need to show me what it is. And I think I prayed for two weeks and one day I was driving down the road and out of nowhere, I see an image in my mind of a, the cover of a book from the top down with the words, the hidden gifts within the trauma of sexual abuse. And I saw the, this beautiful artwork that was on the front. And I remember just bawling as soon as it came. And that was the first experience where I felt the divine actually show me the work that I needed to do. And that's kind of been the pattern. The pattern is, as I pray and I ask what needs to be brought forward. And then usually I'm shown either visually or uh, words will come to me. And that, I don't believe that's just for me. Everyone has that ability. Oh. It's just, they have to believe that Absolutely. they can receive. Absolutely. And getting back to the, the chakras, I've always taught and experienced for myself that the heart chakra is where the open door is to the mm -hmm. divine. Mm -hmm. Being able, I call it the heart space which is mm -hmm. like a sacred space. It is literally, you know, letting that your attention drop from the brain into the heart to where you literally are in that space of the eternal now. I mm -hmm. am where you just are. And everything is just fine in that space. Yeah. And that space is where you can ask those questions. It's where you can pose those questions and you get into that space through meditation. You know, there's a lot of ways, but you can, once again, the prayer without ceasing, you can be there all the time, even when you're doing other things so that you have that constant flow. And like what you're talking about, isn't it exciting? It's like when you get a download. Yeah. <laughs> And then it just, there it is. It just downloaded. Now all you have to do is put it into the physical. Right. Yeah. It actually, last week, it, it was, it's so strange when it happens because it's, it happens a lot when I'm driving because there's not a lot that I'm doing, but just driving. Right. And I'd had this inspiration about a week ago that there was a new course I needed to create. And I was like, I don't have time to make a new course. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's actually just no time for that. And, and yet, you know, I'm also very committed to listening and, and following all my intuition and guidance. So yes. even though I, I counter with, I don't have time for that. There's always the back end of like, okay, show me what it is. <laughs> and I was driving down the hills here in Idaho and all of a sudden this wave of energy flows over my body. And I hear a course called spiritual entrepreneurship, teaching leaders how to lead with the divine. 
And I just, tears flowed down my cheeks and I was like, oh no, <laughs> here it goes. I don't know how I'm going to pull this out, but that's a big one. <laughs> here it comes. Here it comes. And, and that's how, and that's so fun. Like what a fun way to live life, right? Exactly. How, how else can we really produce all these things without that flow? Yeah. I mean, I know I can't. I can't. When I go to write, it's, you know, there's times when you get the inspiration, you're supposed to write and you can try it and it's just not happening until that download and flow starts. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing then what we can come forth with when our higher self, the the divine works through us. Very exciting. I, I know. I always say I'm very human after 3 p.m. But before then, <laughs> if I can do anything in my spiritual realm, realm before then, I, it, things flow and it's beautiful. But 3 p.m. on, it's like, I am a human and there's <laughs> nothing coming through. <laughs> right. But, well, sometimes you never know. I mean, I, I have found everything from the shower to cleaning my house to different things. I, I don't have, the children are all grown, so I, I don't have the children running around the house, but um, it it can really come anytime, really. But like you say, when like driving and different things like that, or cleaning, if you're cleaning or you're doing something or even cooking or different things where Mm -hmm. you're not distracted, you're just doing one thing and instead of 20, (laughs) like sometimes we have to. (laughs) Right. I do. I love that you call it, what did you call it? The, the never ending prayer. What is your word for it? Uh, Prayer without ceasing. Ceasing. I love that because that, I think that's what actually produces the ability to receive is if there's just a consistent um, energy flow out to God, like asking for these things to be shown, but then this release of like, and now it's in your hands, show it to me when you're ready. Right. That's when it comes. Yes. Um, And and even in those meditation moments, when we're asking for guidance or question or or whatever, the answer may not come then. And I'm sure you've probably experienced where you could just be talking to somebody and they say something, you go, Oh, there's my answer. (laughs) It came through you. Exactly. Or your kids or, you know, or, or something on the, television or something you know it it just is so fascinating to be in that flow all the time and so that connection is really important even more so like you say because of what everything that's happening right now and it doesn't mean that you just go into this little nirvanic space and pretend the world doesn't exist at least from my perspective my perspective is we need to have that oneness and flow and be in that space, but we also need to put that light out to the world because yes. it's such a need. So we do need to know what's happening in the world. Although I'm, I'm convinced that some people, their role may be to hold a space and they never look at the news, they never you know, do anything. But then there's others, warriors of the spirit that are meant to bring that down into the very physical. Of, of what's happening in our personal lives and in, in the greater, greater society. Yeah, I agree. I think right now what's happened is up until this point, I feel like 
there's always been someone to turn to above us, hierarchy level, who can give us answers or solutions. And now it's almost as all of that has been plucked out and it's creating this beautiful, clear path that the only thing is to root up to the divine. Like that is the only source of true uh, protection, providance, and and actual peace and light. And that's the beauty that's happening the way I see it is even in all the chaos and all the things, it's it's unrooted us from this belief system that someone else has the answer, but that instead, instead it's here in our hearts in connection with the divine. Yeah. And there was someone very famous who told us that the kingdom of God is within you. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, we say that and it's like, oh, that's wonderful concept. But think about what that really means. What's in the kingdom of God? It's not out here, out there. It's within. And who's in the kingdom of God? But God and all his angels and everything. And that's where we're all connected at that point. That's the point we're connected. And so it's pretty amazing. I agree. I agree. It really is. And we need to think about being in that heart space or the divine space or sacred space, however you describe it, that oneness, that attunement, that part of us, that I am, that's, that signifies consciousness. There's no other creature on the planet that can say I am and make a choice to be something different than what we are. There is none, no matter how intelligent the animal is and how wonderful we love them and all, but it's it's the human spirit, the divine that we are. Our origin is the divine, made in the image and likeness of God. What is that? That is a powerful spirit. So that I am presence, that is a part of us that can heal the other part of us. So when people have traumas and things, it's, I say, you know what? That part of you is maybe hurting, is maybe fearful, is maybe angry, but there's a part of you that is not. Mm. And that part of you can heal that other part. So that to me is an exciting process also. Mm, I agree with you. And I love the idea of how that, how that can help our listeners as they are wherever they're at, whether they're something has happened with their job in the world or they're stuck in a place like me, like a full-time working mom, but now they might be homeschooling, like all these really intense (laughs) things that are happening and all the old traumas that never got dealt with are being pulled up to the surface. And so that is where I see so much grace in this. And what you're saying is, Ah, healing is available. It's here within. And when you connect with the divine, you can be guided exactly what you need to do. You know, simply as like me, I placed this on the altar this morning, like, God, if I'm supposed to homeschool my children, show me the path, show me the way. And then you better believe it. This morning I was talking to a woman who said, oh, I created a whole system for women who are full-time working moms and homeschoolers. I'll send it to you for free. And I was like, well, look at that. Thank you, God, for how how easy that was instead of the stress that we do as humans of like, what's the right way? There's always an easier way. If you just ask to be led, you will always be led. Right. And, and the universe is in a magnificent place. And when you are 
putting it out there, like you say, God, show me, show me the way then, if this is what is, is the will. And it flows to you then without yeah. the struggle, which mm -hmm. is, of course, um, amazing, especially in this time. As we're, we're really transitioning to a great awakening and a, a shaking of our roots to shift. Not that we throw away the reality of what we know is true and, and our oneness with the spirit, but just the understanding that we all have things to shed. Yes. It's kind of like Michelangelo said, there's a marble piece and all I have to do is chip away you know there's an angel in there and i just chip away what doesn't belong it's kind of where we are <laughs> that's my favorite i love that i actually heard that this morning when i was doing an eft so i love that you brought that up this morning <laughs> yeah. is that this, there is and and what a beautiful way to look at our lives if we could look at our lives like we are inside this marble and all we have to do is ask god to show us how to clear it out to be the leader to live the life that's purpose-driven, to share our gifts the way God would have us share, what marvelous things could come forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just, and, and you know, sometimes people, I mean, I work with law of attraction and, and things, and sometimes people think that the law of attraction just means, oh, everything's going to be great. Put it out there to the universe and pretend nothing is wrong in our life or no problems, nothing. And it really doesn't work that way because the whole concept is to step into the reality by vibration, step into the reality you want to create while you deal with the circumstances in your life. I mean, losing your job, finding out you have cancer, all of these things, they're things we have to deal with and they're heavy duty. And that's yeah. why we need that attunement and that oneness. But we hold, we put our creative energy to that which we want to be. But more than that, we step into that reality. Mm. So it's kind of like you tell someone, you know, just be happy. You say, well, how do I just be happy? You can just be happy by stepping to that vibration and be happy. You can start, you know, expressing gratitude for whatever, the weather, the beautiful birds, the trees, your computer for how it serves you. You can have gratitude for your spouse, your children, parents, whatever. Mm. Gratitude really brings us into that higher vibration. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's one of my, have you read the book, The Magic? It's sitting right next to me. Have you read that book? The Magic? Mm -mm. Yeah. Who's, who's it it's by? By Rhonda Byrne, but it's it's an extraordinary 28 days of gratitude at a level I've never experienced. And it, I mean, it's really like shows you, it showed me how gratitude was the vibration lifter, like gratitude yes. changed my vibrations, which allowed for massive miracles to happen. Yeah. Strictly it, from gratitude. Right. And sometimes, you know, people can be in a situation where they say, well, I don't have anything to be grateful about. And I said, well, you know what? You're alive, number one. The sun comes up. Mm -hmm. The trees bloom, the flowers. We have always something to be grateful for. Yeah. And so 
it's a it's a great thing having that attunement that oneness and that flow and awakening to our divine self that divine self contacted through the heart chakra mm. placing it on the altar as you say and that that's our protection too mm-hmm. and we have the angels that can help that do help that yeah. protect so that's awesome so Kira, is there anything, last words you'd like to share with the audience? You know, it's just my belief that if you create a location in your home that you dedicate to communing with the divine, that you will then begin to commune and you will then begin to receive. It's always the first step. I know I talk a lot about working with God and, and working with our spiritual team, but I realize that people don't know how to, there's no roadmap to it. And so, you know, I've created a seven day training on how to create a sacred space that I want to just offer all of your listeners for free so that they can begin to know the roadmap to connecting to the divine. Cause I believe if you have a space, you energetically clean it, you dedicate it to the communion with the divine, then all you have to do is go there it's already set, set energetically. It's, it's been placed into this world and that's when the miracles get to show up. Yes. That's so important. And going to that space continually and regularly, like you say, the energetic field there, you maintain it by being there every day, every 24 hour cycle. You go for it. It's, it's really quite wonderful. And uh, we'll have that link, everybody, in the um, podcast announcement. So you will be able to click on that and get the seven days training on how to create that sacred space. And I'm sure it's very special. I look forward to getting it. I'm going to get it myself. (laughs) I think you'll enjoy it. It's so amazing. I, my first sacred space, I cleared out an old closet And then I made it, I cleaned it energetically, dedicated it. And then it was like, my children would come in reverently. Like they could feel that this was a holy place. Mm -hmm. And it once was just a junk closet (laughs) that then turned into a holy place. And, um, and now I teach all of my five children to find where their sacred space is. And I don't know if they do it really willingly, but I hope that the practice will become a part of like their cells, that that part of who they are is that they meet with God every morning. Yes. And of course, your example and that sacred space creation and where they, they know what it feels like now. So it's not so hard to create it once they've had that experience. That's wonderful. It reminds you of moving and going into a a cathedral where no one's allowed to talk and you know prayers have gone on for centuries and you can feel that presence and that yeah. energetic field there are not too many buildings like that anymore in the world though most of them are turned into museums or <laughs> tourist spots you know? well and and as churches are closed as temples are closed right. all these things are closed i feel like now it's important for people to understand how to create their own temple in their home, their own holy place. So that every day it's a recharge every day. It's a communion 
And no matter what's happening in the world, they still have that. Yes, exactly. Well, very good, Kira. Thank you so much for being with us today. It is such an honor and pleasure and love hearing your story and all the things that you're doing. So we hope to have everyone create their sacred space and be sure to click on the link, folks, and get that seven-day training so that you can have your own sacred space. I will see you next week, everybody. Until then, you keep an open mind, a generous heart, and a powerful spirit. Thank you for being with me today. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, download, and comment. I'd love to hear from you, and your support is much appreciated. And don't forget, go to nancyshowalter.com to get your free electronic copy of my book, It's Okay to Be Rich, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Increased Wealth and Personal Mastery, endorsed by T. Harv Ecker. And my free mini course, How to Speak Your Success, The Shocking Truth of How Your Words Impact Achieving Your Goals. I'll see you next week.